Hi, I'm Helen and this is Why Mums Don't Jump. Busting taboos about leaks and lumps after childbirth. All the stuff that happens to your pelvic floor that no one ever talks about. Incontinence, prolapse, pelvic pain. Problems that affect millions of women. One in three. I'm one of them. I have a prolapse. My pelvic organs fell out of place after the birth of my second child five years ago. And if you'd told me then I'd be speaking about this stuff out loud, I would have told you to give your head a wobble. Hi, hi, and welcome. Thank you for all the feedback on last week's episode. As ever, thank you. That was the one, uh, sex with pelvic floor dysfunction. We went there. We did. We really did. And we're still standing. And I'm going to keep on trying to talk about all the things we never talk about because it makes a difference. I had a... Uh, I had a message this week that made me think it was from someone who listened to five episodes in a row and then went through them in detail with a partner. And it made me think that I wanted to say to all the partners who listen or hear about it afterwards, thank you. I think that's absolutely amazing that you are just being there and supporting the women who need that support and help. So legends, thank you very much for that. Keep doing it. Um, this week I'm going to be speaking to someone who also wants to end the stigma around pelvic floor problems and she is Peace Bailey. She's a mum of two. She's originally from Rwanda. She grew up in the UK and now lives in Spain. She blogs about moving there with her family and on Instagram she posts a lot of lovely pictures of sunshiny beaches, which I'm very jealous about, but also about motherhood, about race, about her faith. But she also wrote a really honest account of nighttime incontinence or bedwetting, which she experienced after childbirth. And as soon as I read that, I knew I wanted to speak to her. So Peace, I came across you on, on Instagram and you kind of stopped me in, in my tracks a little bit with your post that you, you'd put up a while back. And if I can just, I just might find it on my computer. Do you mind if I read it out? No, go ahead. Okay, so you'd written... Labour did a number on me. Both times I had a third degree tear, had to be rushed into surgery straight after the birth and needed a catheter. I had two under two. My hair was falling out. I was struggling to control my bladder as I couldn't attend the pelvic floor therapy. You can't bring your baby. I started to wet the bed. Try explaining that to your husband. Very sexy. It's only in the last two years that I've been able to make some changes, start exercising, squeezing and seeing some results. Please don't suffer in silence like I did, thinking it would get better with time. Asking for help is nothing to be ashamed of. I come across so few posts that are as kind of raw and as honest and as open as that one. What was that journey? Like, what was the point at which you realised things weren't as they should be? Um, I think I would say it's when I started wetting the bed. Before that... I, I'd heard from other mothers, oh, it's it's normal that your bladder gets weaker, you need to use the bathroom more. Um, and for me, it, it was normal anyway. I don't think my bladder was that strong before I had children because I just get up several times during the night to use the bathroom. And so when I realized I've wet the bed, that's when alarm bells started going off because I thought, no, First of all, I'm I'm not willing to live like this, but also what 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 am I gonna do? Because I had no idea how to deal with that, where do I start? 
it just, it's something I never expected to happen to me. I, I never expected to wake up one morning and realized I've wet the bed or wake up at night even and, and have to quickly figure out how am I going to hide this from my husband? Because how do I explain this? I don't clearly remember when it happened the first time, but I clearly remember having to cover up because you can't even change the bed. You can't do anything. No. Um, so I remember having to quickly think very quickly, right? What can I do to cover this up? Go back to sleep. Uh, I don't even know if I managed to go back to sleep because I was embarrassed. I, I, I couldn't even go and go in the shower because it was like three or four in the morning. So I had to crawl back into bed trying to figure out what just happened. How is this happening to me? You know, I'm, I'm 31 years old and I'm wetting the bed. What is this? Do you remember the point at which you decided that you were going to come clean or was it just so obvious that there was nothing else you could do? I don't actually know. I don't remember whether it was obvious. He, my husband is not the type who would say, uh, by the way, I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so I just remember coming clean and saying, listen, um, this happened to me. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I, I have no idea. I'm, you know, I'm feeling definitely feeling very uh, ashamed about it. I'm going to try and find some solutions. And so he was just very supportive as he's a really good man. And had, and before that, had there been any signs? I mean, I know you said that you had like some bad, I had a third degree tear as well. So only one though, you had two. I know what that's like. (laughs) No, there were no signs uh, because I wasn't one of these women that, uh, you know, you sneeze or you cough and, and something leaks. I didn't have any of that. Um, it, it, It just went from a weak bladder to a wet bed. And I found that so extreme. And, and so I, I had to then decide, well, what do I do? And that was the difficult part. I mean, what do you do? Like you say, you can, did you go to see a doctor straight away or? I, I don't, I didn't go to see a doctor. Uh, I spoke to one of my best friends who is a doctor. And she was just trying to reassure me that it's normal. Uh, she sent me a few videos about, um, exercises that should be doing but then I found the videos not very helpful because you're not really seeing what they're doing yes they're describing what you should be doing but it's just not clear enough for me I wanted something really dumb proof that said right you need to do a b c and then that's how you will strengthen your muscles and then you'll stop wetting your bed that's all I wanted (laughs) but I to this day, I don't think I have found a video that explains it to me in that way. It's really hard, isn't it? I mean, this is the one of the whole things about pelvic floor problems. It's all internal. I can't see my pelvic floor muscles. I don't know whether they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. It is really difficult. I, I try to do the exercises like the video was saying. I also try to exercise generally. And I, I slowly saw a difference, you know, maybe I would go a few months and then I would have an accident again. And so I just had to really push myself because this was about having some long term results. Uh, I didn't just want to stop wetting my bed. I wanted to have a stronger pelvic floor so that when I'm in my 50s and my 60s, I don't just go straight backwards. And did you have any understanding of anything like this before it happened to you? Because certainly for myself and for lots of women that I talk to, 
it's just like, I mean, I can't, I knew pelvic floor sort of, you know, you need to kind of do your squeezes or maybe when you laugh, you might have a little bit of leaking or something like that. That, But that's the level that I understood it. I really had no understanding of how important the pelvic floor was, how to look after it, how it might get damaged, any of that. I knew, I knew nothing, honestly. And especially because I'm coming from an African background. And so there's no way my mother would have talked to me about that. If you heard the talk she had with me about the birds and the bees, you'd be horrified. So there's no <laughs> way she would have explained the pelvic floor to me. <laughs> I'm not even sure that she knows what it is herself. Yeah. Because it's just one of those things that would be too too taboo, too private, and, and just figure it out on your own kind of thing. So uh, in the other things you talked about in your post, obviously, were... Um the labour and then the difficulty accessing physio because of having a couple of children already and it's really hard to take babies to physio tell me a bit more about that um I remember after my first when I had my first son they said uh because the NHS they send you letters don't they and they said you know we've got you booked in for this um this session I said, okay, well, that's great, but I need to bring my baby. And they said, no, you can't, you can't bring babies. My husband is at work. My family lives in Birmingham. I have nobody nearby that can look after my newborn. How do you expect me to attend these sessions? Yeah, and so this presumably is because you had a bad tear, you automatically get referred for physio, right? Exactly, yes. And mm. so what they did was they gave me an appointment with um, a gynecologist instead. And so they, they did a little checkup to see if I've healed properly. They asked me if I'm squeezing. I said, what on earth is squeezing? What is that all about? <laughs> and so she asked me, she tried to explain what I should do. And then I, I, I tried to do it while she was there. And she asked me to hold it for five seconds, hold it a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would say that was probably the only part that sort of helped gave me a slight idea of what I should be doing but that is it that's where the help finished I had one appointment finished and that was after your first child was born right yes okay so then number two came yeah less than two years later mm-hmm. same Again, tear bad, same place another bad tear yeah yeah that on your own then yep on my own they sent me a letter obviously asking me to go to physio and I couldn't now I've got two of them <laughs> I, I, I had no time to think about how I'm doing. You've got two children that are relying on you. They're tiny and by the end of the day, you're exhausted. So there's no time to think about your tear, am I healing, how am I feeling? No. Honestly, that's that's how it was. So where are you at with it now? Like, what, what was the journey? You said you found it really hard to kind of follow videos and understand what to do, but maybe things were improving a little bit. Um, so now I, 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 I try and squeeze, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I squeeze when I can, I squeeze when I remember. I must admit, I am not one of these women that's really good with it and does it every day religiously. No, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, however, I recognise that it, it, does, it does help because I've seen the difference. It's been maybe about a year since I last wet the bed. I don't remember exactly, but I know it's been quite a while. You were, I was, it, it occurred to me that you were, you were both lucky, I guess, but also brave to have called your friend to ask her for help in that situation. I think a lot of people, I don't know, maybe you would turn to the internet 
go silently on a few forums and have a look around. But really, that is what you need. You need a friend and you need some professional help. So you were you were lucky and brave to do that. I think it's, um, uh, to be honest, I don't really understand why as women don't talk about it amongst ourselves. Because, you know, whether, whether you've had a wet bed or not, it's something that we can all relate to. Yes. But I think that the root of the silence, the root of us not reaching out is because we are ashamed and we think, well, that's gross. I, I can't, I can't talk about that. That's what I think. I think it's so common, like the word shame comes up so often on the forums and things. And I think that's a massive part of this, because when you actually go, get down to it, like, well, why am I shamed? It's just a part of my body. Mm. But I also think the part of the shame and part of the silence is because, again, in, in this society, we are not encouraged to talk about our bodies. We're not encouraged. It's just not an open topic among, among women and, and your friends. Not really. Yeah. I mean, you seem very relaxed talking about it today with me. Did you have any qualms about opening up that conversation and really like revealing some really deep and honest truths about about your life at that point no because I knew if I can get somebody out there to recognize it's happened to me and I know it's happened to you and that's okay you you can get through this that that was my point that was the purpose of my post and now, like, how would you say that you're doing? You've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old. How are you well? How are you? I, I definitely, I feel like I'm well. I feel like I'm squeezing more than I have been before. I, I still, you know, there are times when, I, when I'm in bed and I think, oh, I, I need to get up. I need to get up and use the bathroom because there's still that possibility in my mind. I don't want to have a wet bed again. What would you say to women who might be listening to this and I guess might have just found themselves at this, at this point where their body's just not doing what they need it to be doing right now? Maybe their babies are really young. Maybe they've only just started having accidents or something has happened. Like, What advice would you have for women who have just found themselves in this position? I would say um, this is so important to deal with. This is not something you can brush um, under the carpet. It's not going to go away. You will need to prioritize yourself, your health, in order for it to get better. You deserve to have a functioning body. This is not something that you need to put up with and live with. No, do not, um, do not think that one day it will go away with you doing nothing. You will have to put in the work. You deserve to to just live a normal life. Yeah. Oh, it's so inspiring to hear you say things like that. And, 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 and how far do you... Because sometimes I'm like... I, I end up in a bit of an echo chamber, I suppose, because of what I do and the people that I follow on Instagram. And everyone's like, yeah, we're going to talk about this. Yeah, people should go out and get help. We've got physios standing by to help people. And it feels really inspiring and in like things are changing and then I come out of that world a little bit and I'm just like no still nobody is talking about this still we are not teaching our daughters about this still the schools are not teaching us about pelvic floors like how how hopeful are you that things are are changing um I'm very hopeful I'm very hopeful because um if we keep talking about this 
whether it's in a small way or a big way, just as long as we don't stay quiet, as we, if we keep talking, um, I believe that the change will come. And it goes back to what you just said. We've got to teach our children about it. Because remember, the, the primary education is at home. As the mothers and the fathers, we are the first um, teachers. And so if we can teach our daughters, if we can teach our sons even, and I feel very strongly about this, boys need to know what a pelvic floor is. They need to understand what happens to a woman when she goes through labor. And I'm one of these mothers, I feel for my sons because they're gonna know way too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's essential to educate our children, not just about the the the, the basic things and that the, the the things that are expected of them, but the things that that will happen that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. I really want to hear your mum's birds and bees story. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Okay, it was fine. very short. <laughs> Utterly useless. I still want to know what that story was. Who knows what our kids are going to say about us? You don't think about it. You can follow Peace on Instagram at Baileys in Spain, which is B-A-I-L-E-Y-S, Baileys in Spain. That's all one word. Next time is something that comes up a lot for women with pelvic floor problems, particularly with prolapse, having another baby. I'll be speaking to the pelvic health physio, Claire Bourne, who has a prolapse and has had another baby and who is fabulous on all things pelvic floor. So I'd really recommend checking out her Instagram, which is at Claire Bourne Physio. Bourne is B-O-U-R-N-E. You've been listening to Why Moms Don't Jump with me, Helen Ledwick. I am not a medical professional, so please don't take anything you hear as medical advice, but do get involved Follow the podcast, post a review, tell me what you think and spread the word on every group and every forum you're in. You can find me on Instagram at whymums.jump or online at whymums.jump.com. Bye for now.